Today's show is supported by Gunpowder and Sky's new film, Hearts Beat Loud. Hearts Beat Loud stars Nick Offerman and Kiersey Clemens as a father daughter songwriting duo. College-bound Sam struggles to balance her studies, her budding romance with Rose, and the success of a song she writes with her dad. Hearts Beat Loud co-stars Ted Danson, Sasha Lane, Blythe Danner, and Tony Collette. It's now playing in select theaters. Hey, this is Cammy, by the way. I was able to host a Q&A with the stars of the show because I was in the director's last movie. Rhea and I went to a screening. We really loved it. So if you have a chance and it's in your city or as soon as it gets to video on demand, I would definitely recommend Hearts Beat Loud. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming together. out to the UCB. Thanks for coming. I didn't mind really Thank slow. So Rhea, how come I you never hands. walked out first? I just realized. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Do you want to redo it? No. <laughs> so Not crabby. enough time. We have too much to so talk about. So crabby. Oh, what do you mean? There's not anything going There's on. There's nothing going on. Yeah. Um, in the so world? How, how have you been? I know you uh, you recently released a, a special independently that's raising some money for Rain. H- how much? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. How much money have you raised for Rain? Well, Rhea, thank you so much oh, for asking. Oh, look at that. You've got a device right I've there that's ready to tell phone. you. I've got a little phone. Oh, look at that. Uh, in the last two weeks, uh-huh. we have raised... Yeah. $49,943. Look at that! Holy shit! $49,943! That's a lot of money! Which is very exciting because you could just watch the special for, for free at my website, CameronEsposito.com. It's an hour-long special yeah. about sexual assault from my perspective as a survivor. You could just watch it for free. Yeah. So I was like, what idiot is going to donate <laughs> to support rape crisis intervention. Yeah. And they can just fucking watch the special for free. What are, what are we? Bunch of... Good people? Good people? <laughs> that's not us. No. That's the, only, that's the only that's not us I agree with as Americans. <laughs> Good people? That's not us. Definitely not. This isn't us. <laughs> There's been a lot of this isn't us. <laughs> yeah, there has. The last couple months. A lot of which, this isn't which, us. Which reminds me, just a quick PSA. There's literally a there show, is, This Is Us. Anyway, sorry. What? It's <laughs> <laughs> literally like a hit show in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a hit show. This is us. Yeah, anyway. What? This is us. Yeah. Um, there's no bigger waste of time than saying, not all white people! Ever. <laughs> Literally spend that two seconds doing anything else and you will be way more productive. Are you, That's seeing all I want to not all, are you still seeing yes. not all wood people? Yes. A gentleman in my mentions argued with me many times that he would not take responsibility for the actions of his ancestors. Were you responding? And refused to. No, other people were. 
Good on you. Yeah. Let the community. Of course, the community will out. take care of it. Um, wait, so, so, oh, what had you said? I don't remember. I mean, it was, it literally I could say be a lot of things any on tweet Twitter. that you've ever tweeted. Yeah, pretty much. I would much. say you, you have an incendiary, an incendiary, an incendiary, incendiary, uh, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You have an incendiary truth-telling feed. What? <laughs> this person agrees. <laughs> yeah. Kill little piggy over here. Yeah. That was a snort of agreement for sure. That was amazing. Uh-huh. That was so cute. I loved it. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> we don't even have to be good at our jobs. We no. just have to say the word incendiary twice. <laughs> yeah. A little cute little friend. You have a great laugh. Still don't agreeing. hide your light under a basket. Don't now you you're dare. trying to cover your face. And I don't want that. We, we are it. vegetarians. We are. So we feel very comfortable around little piggies. <laughs> we say, friends, not food. Yeah. Exactly. Friends, not food. Friends, not food. Yeah. So anyway, what about my Twitter feed? Were you saying? I said you have an incendiary truth-telling feed. Thanks. Your feed is spicy. Uh-huh. Sometimes I have to mute we Sometimes I have to mute you for a few hours. Yeah. She's unfollowed me many times. Many times. <laughs> for a while. There In was fact, a, there I was a brief period you. that I yeah, blocked you, yeah. That my wife blocked me. <laughs> and I was like, you know there's a mute button. She's like, it's not strong enough. <laughs> Because sometimes I'm trying to go to bed and we're in the same bed and I'm like, what are you doing over there? And then you're like, nothing. And then like something pops up and it's just like, Martin Luther King was not civil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just like rich people. If ever you should hear the way my wife says the phrase rich people. I will say, I mean, guess what? I'm right here with the ability to say that. And what's funny is I said it last week, too, just speaking my own mind. And then fast forward to this week, my wife brings it up independent of the fact that I already talked yeah, about it. Yeah, I wasn't here last week. I was in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, so you want me to give it to you? Yes, I do. <laughs> you know Rich I do. Rich people. Sometimes even the people gets a little more caught in your throat. Sure. Rich people. Rich people. <laughs> you oh, that person? It. That person's Rich. I grew she up hates with, it so much. No, I no, I don't hate it. I just grew up with a very different sentiment towards rich people. Mm. I grew up with rich people on my way. You know? <laughs> We're a real city mouse, country mouse going on. The prince and the pauper, well, if you will. Like I grew up in uh this is I'm just gonna be rich very, people but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. I did grow up in a rich people place. I know. But I grew did. up in a place where I didn't, it, I was pretty sheltered, even though, like, so I grew up 15 miles outside Chicago. Yeah. You could take a commuter rail into the city, and uh-huh. we did all the time go into the city. But it also was a community that was very, like, uh, enclosed and separate from outside uh, communities. Uh-huh. Like a real, what's the M. Night Shyamalan movie? Where they. The village? And it's just now? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I spoiled it, but not really. <laughs> that movie is like 30 years old at this point. You're like, oh my God, I went to a comedy show and they ruined the village for me. <laughs> Write an angry Yelp review about it. Remember when everything was 
Black that guy, was that guy's movie? What's yeah. the one about the... Oh, the I answered my own question. Lady in the Water. Oh, lady in the Water. <laughs> Literally was going to ask you, what's the one about the Lady in the Water? That's funny. <laughs> it's called Lady in the Water. Might be the... Lady I'm not in sure the Water should get, get in touch with the Fishman movie. Should have a crossover event. Rhea... I can't even remember what that fucking movie's called. Go <laughs> oh, right, yeah, that thing. Yep. You know what the shape, shape of water, water is? Thank you. It's this lady. <laughs> the audience was talking through my punchline. I know. I know. I know. They've created their own comedy show. Out I know. There. They're just doing an open mic in the crowd. <laughs> now you go. <laughs> Kind of inclusive. Uh, sort of we all know how I feel about that movie. Sure, yeah. But what, let's. You were talking about where the you grew up. The Shape of Water. Oh, when did they fall in love? Because I missed it. <laughs> I think it was over eggs. <laughs> Just a classic egg dinner. <laughs> this is me being skeptical of straight people. It's so people funny being because you, you really. <laughs> it happen <laughs> I like that also that's Love a straight people eggs. movie but it is like there's not for a second a mo- there's not like oh, one not, moment yeah. where it's like it's but wait straight. a minute this doesn't have to be like a binary fish person this could be a fish person for all people it's like no nah, this is a fucking dick no it's a dude <laughs> he's got, this is the dick this he's fish got has. real he's got a literal literal dick real big dick energy I don't want fish. you to think that these I don't want I don't even think, know what that fucking means. I don't want means. you to think this interspecies, like, sharp lovemaking would, would also be gay. <laughs> Whoa. That'd be gross. That would be a very niche be movie. <laughs> That'd be a very no one niche would be movie. <laughs> You're gonna make a fish movie? You're not gonna put any pussy in it? Come on! <laughs> I just became, look, I just time traveled 20 years back and did a joke. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. From, you can't, what? Cat, cats and fish do not get along. Who's the cat? You said you can't put pussy in a fish movie. Oh, God, okay. All right. <laughs> that was a cat and Excuse a fish me, trying to have, to have sex with each other. Squatty potty over here. Um, what? <laughs> week it's actually why i wasn't here i was right. in i was at my hometown visiting my folks uh-huh and um somebody got a liquor license in the okay. town okay so that's fucking incredible. big news yeah, yeah big, big plus news. there's a new hot dog cart Fancy. in front of the water town all right okay. um no i grew up in a, a place that's very it was very uh homogeneous it was super white and um it wasn't like that easy to get out of there as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have a lot of access to other communities. Yeah. And we were like not wealthy mm-hmm. in the town. Mm-hmm. But it was a wealthy town. Mm-hmm. So I grew up thinking that I was like slicing beans in half by the railroad tracks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I grew up kind of ashamed of my like station. <laughs> I get it. 
And then I like left the town and was like, oh, we were fucking fine. Yeah. We were fine. Yeah. We had a milkman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you left with a bindle and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's a very fancy bindle. I left with a bindle, got in my Ferrari. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was, it did do a number on me. I literally went to high school with like kids who drove like beamers to high school. There were more beamers than beaters in the parking lot. Oh. Like a beater car. Like a beater car, yeah. The car. I'm doing your job tonight and doing a lot of, like, pun work, and you're missing all of it. I just missed it. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. You're not not anticipating this from me. No, I'm not. Usually I say a very long thing. Shout at the end. Yep. One pun from you. Yep. (laughs) Our usual rhythm. What kind of place did you grow up? Uh... Uh, the place that I grew up... Well, I mean, you just found my Zippo lighter that I thought I had f- lost, and I had had it since I... W- well, I, I still have it, because I found it. You found it. She found it. They found it. Um, <laughs> I, I had it since I was 12. I convinced my grandmother to purchase it for me from a head shop that was also a skateboard shop inside of a mall that is now condemned. <laughs> Um, and Answers it, a lot of questions. It's on an episode of a Vice show where Rick McCrank goes and visits like abandoned buildings, and that is the mall that I bought this lighter. So anyway, I bought it, and then like a week later, my friend and I were behind a middle school smoking cigarettes at age 12. I was breaking the filters off of Newports because that's how I rolled. And Again, I had a milkman. Yes, keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And so we were slicing up a bean behind a middle school together. <laughs> And then these three kids we didn't know came walking up and I was, I guess, probably naive and like nice and whatever. And we were like, hey, what's up? Just talking to these kids. And then the one kid wanted to see my lighter. So I let him see it. Then he put it in his basketball shorts. And I was like, that's fucked up. And he just started ignoring me. And I was like, you should give me that back, man. That's mine, whatever. And then he stood up and it fell out of his shorts and I grabbed it back. And then another kid said, time to get paid and started beating the shit out of my friend for his money that he was keeping in his sock. That's where I grew up. <laughs> I still can't believe that your grandmother was like, that's... Yeah, you're 13. Time yeah. to give you fire. Yeah. Well, I needed it. <laughs> well, it was nice to find that later today. I'm really glad that you Yeah, thank you back. for finding that. I was really like... I Look... People think it's materialistic when you like things, but I think that's like kind of short-sighted because I, I don't like buy things to make me feel better, but there are things I have that I've held on to my whole life that I care about, and that was one of them because I'd had it that whole time. Like somebody tried to take it. My friend was hurt in the process or whatever, and like so I was really like honestly really upset for like weeks because yeah, I, I couldn't find I this thing. You cried about it multiple times. No, I didn't cry yes, about it. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was just simply brooding around with dry eyeballs. I wouldn't, there's not a, I, there, I wouldn't think for a set. Well, number one, I will say this. I like to throw every, I like to get everything away, uh-huh. donate it, yep. recycle it, throw it in the trash. Yes. I don't want to own it. I don't want to own anything. She doesn't like anything on surfaces. I want to the world with nothing. I once called Rhea and said, I'm in the perfect hotel room right now. It's all white. It has low dressers. There's nothing on the walls. I feel calm. Rhea said, you are describing a mental institution. (laughs) And I said, there's a fucking reason that that design is implemented when folks need calm. (laughs) 
That's how I would like to live. If we lived in a house where everything could go behind a flippy around wall, uh, press the button, flip it around, and then it's just there's just you know nothing. What? That sounds a big couch. perfect because then I could spend my time on the insides of those walls oh my by God. myself, walking through all the stuff, like a little just for my own little path. Look at all the things. Because you are not. Mat- I Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think? My collection is complete. For sure. You are exactly like Ariel. I know! No, you are! Because I was just going to say, you're not materialistic. That's not what I would call it at all. Because it's not about, like, you need to own objects. It's way less materialism than it is, I think, sort of building a bomb shelter, I think is, like, (laughs) the closest thing to your mentality, where you're just, like, like, Zippo lighters from my childhood and too many baseball hats? No, I am but, prepared, yeah, for but sure. I, that is, well, okay, if, if it's not preparation, then why do we need all the crap that's in your office? Because <laughs> I've gone through it many times, and I can't get rid of any of it. We counted, it's your, been we and counted your baseball hats. Do you remember what the number was? It was somewhere around 30. I think it was 47. <laughs> no, it's not 47. But you wear mine. It might be now, but it was not 47 then. But it, it doesn't matter. We can we can live with this together. It's totally great. I love yeah. this about you. Uh-huh. I think it means number one. I always have the shit that I need when I need it because I threw mine away. But I can use well, yours. Well, yeah, including up to belts, underwear, phone charger, toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, my I thought tooth that was going to get a laugh and said people no, are genuinely sad. worried for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I also I love uh, living with you and sharing things with you because. You have such your mind works about objects in a way that mine totally doesn't. Uh-huh. Like one thing when we were moving, I just remember there's a moment where you went like, "See all these glasses? I could sell any of them for, I could sell any of them for probably five dollars each. <laughs> these are all collectible glasses, and I could sell any of them for probably five each of all these. <laughs> and then this whole thing, this is probably worth just pricing out our yeah, stuff. Yeah. Which I mean, I, this is definitely worth 30 as a set, but I'm missing the Spock because yeah. of course I broke the Spock, so it's worth about 17. <laughs> But, like, I need that skill because, you know, in an end-time situation, which is why I was saying bomb shelter, yes, you know, sure. like, I'm going to need somebody who really knows, like, what the deals are. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, who's, like, yeah, exactly. wheeling a deal. How much are these great Muppet caper glasses from Burger King? <laughs> and we're trading that for, like, a <laughs> Bowie knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got all these. We've got Gonzo. Huh? Gonzo? <laughs> Miss Piggy, crashing through the stained glass. <laughs> Throw in the flint. Throw in the flint, and we will give you this Star Wars Pez collection. <laughs> that's yours. I know. That's it's the one collection that's you the have. the one collection I have. I have all It is Star so Wars funny, Pez's. though, because we were thinning out stuff to move, and I had to thin down my collection, but then Cameron drives over with her stuff in her car, and she has a motorized... I knew you were going to talk about this. Truck this is so funny, that really. she had to bring with her. I and had to. I it still went it. off I the it. entire time we were driving across the country. It has a... So she just, like, hit a bump in Kansas and be like, wow, wow, tough <laughs> monster truck. No, it doesn't say that. It goes like this. This is what it says. This is what it says. Yeah, it was in a box. She it, forgot it was, to turn it off. I forgot to turn it off. It was in a box, and it has, like, an external... Thing that turns it on because it's not a remote control one. It's the very specifically different kind, which is you just press a button and then it does things. <laughs> but the thing it says is time to race. <laughs> <laughs> and it was saying that for days. <laughs> for days it was time very to race, weird. and then we would just hear the little car trying to move. Burr! 
in the box. Rolling over your Muppet glasses. We're going to have to get some new D batteries when we move to Los Angeles. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thought it'd be funny. It wasn't. No, it was. You know what? I will say this about this audience. They are, it's a real buffet to them. They're picking and choosing what they like. <laughs> Not everything is working. Sometimes we stop and we, we pause because we say, well, that's a place where people usually laugh. And the audience here tonight just goes, no. No. <laughs> I actually have nothing for that. I think I, I, you know what? I brought all this stuff, but I don't have any of this. This is not. I don't have any of the right things. Mm. I think I want sushi and mashed potatoes tonight. <laughs> Sick. I know it's gross, but that's what an American buffet will bring to you. I want more. <laughs> I was doing the whole song, and then I just vocalized like from when you started talking. <laughs> I was doing the whole song the whole time. See, friends, the whole I thing wanna about... I want to be where the people... <laughs> Marriage is listening. I don't know how much of this song we can legally sing on a podcast. <laughs> anyway. Feet. What if... <laughs> What if Disney came for us for that? Can you imagine? And we'd be Disney like, oh, that was the line, Disney? I've been evangelizing about how Elsa is gay for years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready to start this show? Yeah. Uh, I'll bring up the first comic. Oh, man, this first comic, is we love it when she's in town. She's one of our favorites friend of the show. She is so wonderful. Get it going now. Put your hands together, audience. Get it going. Let's go. That's right. From Michelle Balloon. Hey, what's up, everybody? You guys are great. I'm just checking you all out. Just checking you out. I got it. Uh, they were talking about uh, about about prepping, <laughs> apocalypse prepping. I just recently discovered that my twin sister is a doomsday prepper, <laughs> and I found out from her Amazon wish list. <laughs> it was our birthday. I didn't know what to get her, so I go on our wish list thinking she might want a book or something like a normal person. I get on there, and turns out what she would like is a military grade Israeli gas mask. <laughs> Surprise! A bucket of potassium iodide tablets. A pallet of cream of mushroom soup. It's really going for it. They say that suicide is the most selfish act. No, the most selfish act is crowdfunding your doomsday bunker for one. I mean, fuck you. I got her colored pencils. She can draw pictures in the apocalypse. Alone. That's how that's going to work. I travel a lot doing stand-up. I travel a lot. People see me, and they know I have a child. They're like, Michelle, who's taking care of your daughter? Who's taking care of your daughter? I'm like, my husband. He's taking care of our daughter. 
And it makes me so mad because when, he, when he's on business trips, nobody's asking him that, okay? Nobody's asking him that. They ask me that. Michelle is taking care of your daughter, my husband. This is what, then, then this is what they do. They're like, oh, what a good guy. What a great guy. What a, God, you're so lucky. What a good guy. Yeah, he's a real fucking hero. <laughs> Who are you married to? Get a divorce. Come on. My daughter's great. She's super fun. Um, uh, she likes the Hamilton soundtrack, as one should. And, uh, and she was talking to me. She goes, she goes, Mommy, she goes, I wish, uh, I wish I could go back in time and get a gun. It's good, right? And uh, <laughs> wish I could go back in time. You know, kids had guns back in time, right? So it's okay then. And uh, I wish I could go back in time and get a gun and then shoot Aaron Burr after he kills Alexander Hamilton. That's what she said. And uh, what I love about that story is that she said that she's going to go back in time to shoot Aaron Burr after he killed (laughs) Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) Sorry, Alex. She's just in it for the vengeance, you know. She wants... It's like a little Liam Neeson. I have a particular set of skills. She's great. Uh, I was just uh, earlier this year I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, which is a great story. And uh, it is difficult um, when you when you have something like that and people find out. And everyone was very supportive and nice. Uh, but some people they say like really you know they say things that are kind of weird. And a couple people said to me, they're like, Michelle, God, you're you're so tough. You're so tough. I know you're gonna beat this. It is an incurable disease. <laughs> I would like a lower bar for success, please. And <laughs> that. It's hard. It's hard. I, I, would, I have to say that pseudoscience is already a real trigger for me. I don't... Not into it. I don't know if you're cleansing right now, but it's bullshit. And um, <laughs> it's hard. I know you were, you're already planning on like, like DMing me on Twitter some like fucking diet you want me to go on that saved your aunt or something. No thanks. And uh, it's hard. I've gotten so much of that, you know? And I'm like, you know what diet I'm on? I'm on, I have MS, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, that's, that's the diet I'm on. But it's, it's difficult. And also small talk exacerbates my symptoms. Please shut, shut the fuck up. Um, but uh, the, uh, it's difficult because uh, people say things. And this one, I met this one guy. He's a comic. And, uh, and he was talking to me. And I, w- I was in Hawaii last week. And, and he knew I was going to Hawaii. And he's like, because, God, you know what? When you go to Hawaii, you know what you should do? When you get there, you should uh, you go there. And then you just need to walk into the ocean. And then he just paused for like a real long time. <laughs> he like followed up at some point with like, because the waters are very cleansing, it's going to heal, you're going to be better. But I'm like, it sounded for a while like he was like, you know what, you should just end it. Um, <laughs> sounds like really tough. I mean, I have to say like 20, 2018 has been a, a, a exceedingly horrible year for all of us. So it has actually been kind of a nice distraction in a weird way. It's offering me a lot of me time, you know to take care of myself while the world is falling apart around us. I'll take that nice hot bath. Thank you. Um, 
but uh but anyhow but yeah so so that's going on and it's it's uh my uh but my 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 family's great my my husband and i have very differing ideas on raising our child differing in that my ideas are reasonable and his are ridiculous <laughs> when my daughter was two weeks old he's like you know what i think that she should learn to play the mandolin I was like, why? And he's like, well, nobody plays the mandolin, and maybe if she learned how to play it, she might be the best at something. <laughs> A real thing he said. I wrote it down immediately, so it's verbatim. And, uh, and then he also wants her to fence, because he fenced in college. So he would like our daughter to be a mandolin-playing fencer. You know, one of the popular girls. <laughs> Are you trying to raise my baby to be some sort of Renaissance Festival superstar? <laughs> Not really my brand. Hey, you guys are awesome, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a real. Michelle, let her hear it. <laughs> Michelle was talking about cleanses. And, like, do you, you, you're all probably too young to remember this. Because I'm a cusp millennial. I remember just going to people's houses without texting them first. And, oh my God, knocking on the door. That's how old I am and being like, I wonder if they're home. Like, if you, people do entire stand-up sets about how that's weird. And I did that for many years. Anyway, do you remember the lemon juice and cayenne pepper cleanse? <laughs> I feel like that was when some of this all started. Like, somehow we convinced people to just drink poison on a regular basis. Yeah, that'll clean your colon out. Just, like, uh, drink some acid and then put some dynamite powder in your body. Are these two things you never eat, ever, in your daily life? How about you just eat only that? For a month. Let's just see what you shit. Probably nothing. <laughs> Probably something that resembles a ghost. <laughs> that might be your soul. <laughs> I, I had like a, I lived in a house that was retrofitted into apartments. Yes, I lived in Indiana. <laughs> and it was a house divided into, and, and I'm, the upstairs neighbors are really great people, and they started doing that cleanse, and I had thought about it, and I decided to do the cleanse, quit smoking, and quit drinking on the same day, and I was like, fuck everything! <laughs> but he did it for a while, and I just remember going upstairs to, like, borrow peanut butter or something, and he was just like... He was like the ghost of Christmas past, future, and present all at once, just like in chains going like, I don't know what I've done. Something came out of me earlier and I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was like blended bok choy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, sometimes when your brain's really working, your brain's like blended bok choy, give it a shot. <laughs> you do and you're like fuck that was great thanks brain i appreciate that one i won't cleanse you ever again i'll keep giving you all the mini snickers you need do you ever just eat so many mini snickers you've definitely just eaten a snickers but you're like but they're small and it took more energy to open each one 
I have just like a connoisseur of candy sizes. There's bite size, party size, king size. Where's the other one? There's a third one because it goes bite size, party size. Thank you! I love all of you! Let's get married! (laughs) It's a bite size. Oh no! How are you throwing? How the fuck do you guys have this? (laughs) They're coming from over here. Who threw these? I was gonna say other shit but I'm not going to now cause I just randomly did a bit of bit bit sized Snickers sure and then someone was here to throw them at me guess what my comedy career is over it's never gonna get better than this that's for sure all right. Well, that was fun. Uh, do, do you all want to keep the show going? Yeah. I sure do. I don't have any pockets to put these Snickers in. I'll just put one here. I'll just put one here because you don't want it to look out of balance. Anyway. All right. This next comic, it's their first time on the show, so put your hands together. You guys know what to do. That's right. You give a warm welcome to Mohammed. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Uh, my name is Mohanet. That's my name. I'm, uh, I'm originally from, uh, from Libya. That's where I'm from, specifically from the city of Benghazi. Uh, that's usually the part of the set where I get a standing ovation. <laughs> but that's okay. You don't, ha- you don't have to stand. I, uh, I, moved, uh, I moved to the U.S. four years ago and uh, speak about timing... What a great time to move to this country. (laughs) Wow. You guys are killing it. Oh, democracy. (laughs) Hey, is this rock bottom for you to have an Arab guy mock your democracy? (laughs) Yeah. I apologize. Now, recently, uh, I moved to a new place and have a new roommate. And my new roommate's name is Gion. I don't know if you heard the name Gion before. I have it myself. So I asked, like, oh, that's a nice name. What does Gion mean? And he said, oh, Gion. Gion is an Italian name that translates to God is great. I'm like, cool. Okay. Sure. I mean, God is okay at best, but sure. <laughs> Uh, but I also felt kind of jealous. Because I know for a fact that I cannot name my kid God is great in Arabic. <laughs> you know, because that won't fly. <laughs> like, that literally won't fly anywhere. <laughs> but Italian is cool, so... <laughs> 
No, it's a weird time that we're living in now, and a lot of people like have a lot to say about guns on both sides. So sometimes I have to jump in because, like, as a comic, I have to find like a joke. I have to br- to find the bright side in everything that happens. Something I have to throw something clever. And recently, when like a mass shooting happened, I just went and I tweeted and I wrote uh, that we shouldn't be sending thoughts and prayers, but we should be praying for more gun control. Which to me sounded like a very logical statement. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is something that we can all stand behind. <laughs> Until that guy Kevin replied to me. <laughs> Do you guys know Kevin? No, Kevin replied to me, and this is what Kevin said, and I quote, he said, You fucking Muslim, I eat bacon 24-7. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, uh, Kevin, uh, I don't eat bacon, but I think that's super unhealthy. Uh, also, uh, probably uh, the worst argument against gun control. <laughs> You can't just shout your favorite food at me. (laughs) But also recently I saw on the news that the uh, school district in Pennsylvania, uh, they want to arm students and protect them by giving them rocks. 100% true, you can look it up. They want to arm students and protect them by giving them rocks. And that will work only in one case. (laughs) Like if the attacker weapon of choice was like, Scissors. (laughs) Scissors. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Probably wondering what a genius. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm originally from Libya, and it's, and it's like, other than the shooting, like, they're like, we have like police brutality on the rise, it keeps happening. Like in 2017, like over. St- 700 people were shot by the police here in the U.S. Now, do you know how many people were shot by the police in Libya, which is a third world country in 2017? Zero. No one. Now, some people will argue that's because Libya has no police, which is true. Uh, (laughs) uh, But not the point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is less fuck the police and more like, uh, where the fuck is the police? <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> no, recently, uh, me and a friend of mine, we were like uh, just uh, at a park. We were just like uh, talking and like we were talking in Arabic. And this guy uh, who's a preacher comes to us and he's like, uh, hey, you two, what are you uh are you from the Middle East? I was like, no, I'm, I'm from Libya, which is in North Africa, completely different. <laughs> and he was like, no! Sounds Middle Eastern to me. Uh, which is not how geography works. <laughs> like, we have a map and everything. <laughs> I was like, okay, buddy, I am from the Middle East. Uh, what do you need here? <laughs> and he was like, hey, no offense, but I think everything that came to the U.S. Uh, from the Middle East should just go back to the Middle East. And I was like, 
wow, everything? And you're like, yes, everything that came to the US from the Middle East should just go back to the Middle East. Like, okay, buddy, no problem. So uh, I guess we're going back. Uh, we're taking all of the uh, Middle Eastern food carts. Uh, we're taking the hummus. <laughs> and uh, Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> and the guy was so mad. <laughs> he was like, no, Jesus was white. Uh, I don't know, sounds Middle Eastern to me. Uh, also, uh, if Jesus was white, his uh, privilege would have saved him, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, here's a spoiler, I don't know if you read the book. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't make it. Uh, definitely dies. Anyway, my name is Mohan al that's my time, everyone. Thank you very much. Hey, PYHG listeners, today's show is brought to you by Daily Burn. Daily Burn is the world's leading provider of on-demand video workout programs. You can do at home or anywhere with a connected device. This changes the fitness game for travelers, busy parents, and others who just don't have time to make it to the gym. With thousands of classes for every level of athlete, Daily Burn provides a personalized workout plan that allows you to choose expert-led workouts of any kind, including cardio, yoga, kickboxing, dance, and more. Plus, they stream a live workout every day, so you'll never get bored. I really like Daily Burn because of my travel schedule. Friends, it's very hard to uh, deal with, like, the toll on the bod that stand-up takes. So I use Daily Burn for yoga videos, which helps with stretching, makes me feel better. You can just do it on your laptop or your phone, which super recommend working more fitness into your life at whatever level feels good for you. Visit dailyburn.com slash PYHT today to start your free 30-day trial. That's dailyburn.com slash PYHT, dailyburn.com slash PYHT. Keep it going for Mohana. That was my first time seeing or hearing that person's comedy. Great, right? Great. Terrific. Also, guess what? what? Guess what happened while I was backstage? $50,028. We hit 50K. 50K donated. That's incredible. My goal is 100, and I don't know if that's a reasonable goal, but I also don't think 50 was very reasonable. So who the fuck knows? <laughs> Are we all set over in this direction? Bueno? Yes? Um, you know, friends, not too long ago, I was in Oklahoma City doing stand-up. God, I was so good. I just did a really great job. I was so funny. <laughs> um, and then the next morning, I was packing up my stuff to go, and I had packed up all of my stuff. I had packed up all of my stuff. And then I just had one more thing to do. I just had to, like, lean over and unplug my phone charger. So I leaned over to unplug my phone charger, and as I leaned, I totally blew out my left knee. I totally blew out my left knee leaning. I'm 36, I think I'm gonna get older. I don't know, I hope. Leaning is already dangerous? Like, what is my future? I'm just reaching for cereal, both my arms fall off. What's gonna happen to me? 
I immediately knew that I had blown out my knee because I have had two surgeries on my right knee for the same issue, but I thought I just had one good knee, one bad knee. Incorrect! Two bad knees! I even know what the issue is because the last time I had surgery, my doctor said to me, Cameron, you have very slidey cartilage. (laughs) And giant Ligaments. (laughs) Ligaments. <laughs> and I can't fully explain to you why as a lesbian that felt like a compliment, but <laughs> it did. Where I was like, oh my god, no, I thought so. But like <laughs> But like how big? Like how big? <laughs> it just so happened on this particular morning that the moment I blew out my knee was also the moment I realized I needed to shit. (laughs) It happens to all of us every morning, and this particular morning, it was the same moment. (laughs) It was just like, oh, ooh, that. (laughs) Now, I will tell you, if you are at all recognizable, if you've been on television, and I have, if you have an IMDb page, and I do, You cannot call an ambulance, which I knew I was going to need to do, when you have shat your pants for a reason unrelated to why you called the ambulance. Oh my God, thank you so much for coming. I have hurt my knee. And what's all this? That's just a whole other thing. So I want you to know, audience, that I dragged myself on my belly, digging my nails into the walls, pulling myself by my teeth on the carpet, got myself into the bathroom, rappelled onto the toilet, and I pooped in the potty. Thank you, honestly, thank you so much. I really appreciate your support. Someone got myself back into the room where there was a phone and I called the front desk like, I need an ambulance. So then a manager came up to wait with me. This, she let herself in with the key. This is what she sees. It's just a fully, just a totally clean room. Just bags, no mess, nothing at all, no blood, no sign of injury. An adult woman standing alone in the center of the room on one leg, sobbing. <laughs> EMTs came not that long after. And here's the thing. If you're a visibly queer person, and I'm a visibly queer person, you know, I'm in a red state. Oklahoma's a red state. I know that I need these people's help. I don't know how they feel about me, and I don't know when they're going to figure out what's going on with me, and if that will affect whether or not they will treat me, right? Like, when are they going to figure it out? Is it going to be like they walk around by the back of my head, just like, there's no ponytail back here. Like, is that when they're going to (laughs) know? Or will we already be on the ambulance, and they unzip one of my suitcases? This is all Cycle jackets, you know? <laughs> they say, and then suddenly I'm zooming down the highway on a stretcher. You're not wrong! <laughs> I yell. But it actually happened what, right away. This is what happened. They go, uh, who's your emergency contact? I go, my wife. They go, oh, no, we know. <laughs> because we're fans. What? That's real. That's real. Yeah, they just knew me from like a movie that I was in, from like a, an animated show I do a voice on, which is so great because I really needed them to help me. Because when you have hurt your legs, what EMTs are supposed to do is cut 
your pants off of you, but, and I don't know why this is true, I had brought zero other pants with me to Oklahoma. <laughs> zero, not even sleep pants. I knew I was injured, I wasn't gonna be able to like, swing by a target. I wasn't sure, knowing I was gonna have to go to the airport, if you can board a plane when you are wearing your own pants, shredded and then loosely rebraided together, <laughs> slung low on your hips like a 90s belt. I'm not sure. Ma'am, 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 ma'am. Those are huge ligaments, ma'am. You can't. <laughs> you have to check those. So here's what we did. The EMTs, they gave me fentanyl, which is a very serious drug. And then we took off my pants together. <laughs> they were so kind to me that I took a photograph with them and I posted it on the internet. Just like, I was alone and I had no help. And these two men, they took care of me. I put that on my social media and then somebody their wife found it? Like, like, just like, that's my husband on the left. We loved you. He said, he said you were so nice in person. I read that comment just like, the internet is good? Like just having like a real reorganization of core beliefs. And I think because I thought that for one second, then the comment below that just said, fuck you. <laughs> but it was longer because it just said, fuck you for taking an ambulance off the road for a non-life-threatening medical emergency, you should have called a ride share. <laughs> now, I will admit, when I saw that comment on my Insta, I did go into what Caesar Milan would call a bit of a red zone. <laughs> I, I know this is something we can all relate to. Social media is such a gift, but sometimes it feels so painful. We're in our beds, checking our phone, and somebody's mean to us while we're with our dogs and our wives. Oh no, someone's been mean to me in our bed, we say. But I came up with a plan that night. Somebody yelled that, I was very angry. And then you know what I did? You're not gonna believe it. I, it's, you, can tr you can try this. It's a pat I have patented it, but you can try it. I'm giving you permission. This is verbal permission. I put down my phone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I am in a position of privilege because I have insurance. So I was able to make the decision to call an ambulance because ambulances are really expensive. Like, I know that. I just, I called an ambulance because I wanted it to be a medical professional who helped me. Not just for my sake, but also for the other person. I didn't want to call a lift because I didn't want some sweetie working their lunch shift, just like, no one's gonna puke in my car. <laughs> and then they get the notification to pick me up. They're outside. I'm like, hey, can you actually give me a quick call? Okay, thank you so much. Here's what's happening. I'm gonna need you to stop by the front desk. I've left your name. You're gonna get a key and then head to the elevator. You're gonna get, let yourself up to the ninth floor. I'm in room 920. <laughs> let yourself in. I'll be in the center of the room, sobbing. <laughs> Take my bags, put them on your body, throw me over your shoulder. I haven't shat my pants. And you're gonna take me into the elevator. Take the elevator down, put me in your car, pack up my bags, rush me to the hospital, and I will give you five stars. <laughs> I did take a lift home, well, back to the hotel, from the emergency room, because by that time, I was on the right drugs to take away my pain. I was on crutches, I had a leg immobilizer. So I called Lyft and then I'm sitting in this guy's front seat. 
you know, just sitting there. He turns to me and goes, I can tell you're hard on yourself. The world pushes on you, you push back, but you don't always have to. Cut yourself a break. I'm on fentanyl. I'm just like, eh, this is how I feel. Come to find out, my driver is also a therapist. Yeah, so our medical system's not broken. Now, for a second I was very sad that they had to work two jobs, you know, make ends meet. But then I thought about it and I was like, hang on. This is a service Lyft should offer. Like 100% would pay. Like a little extra. Like a little extra for a quick sesh en route. Uh, Like, I'm in. I even know the name for it. Uplift. Are you kidding? That's so good. Yeah, Lyft, I will be waiting to hear from you. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. Thank you very much for letting me do that. I'm trying to see if I can get that set on television so we can raise even more money. Hannah, did we get it? Did that work? Did the, did the video camera work during it? Thank God, because otherwise I was just gonna do it again. <laughs> that actually, I actually did that once. I was taping something for TV uh, years ago, and um, it was a cut. To, it's actually on. It's Carson Daly. It's Carson Daly's show. Have you ever watched Carson Daly's show? They do interviews, but then they're interspliced with like the artist actually performing. So it's like a comic on stage being like, "And that's why I like peas." And then it cuts to that person in an interview and being like, "Yeah, I'm like a pea comic or whatever." You know, like whatever it is. And they do it for bands and stuff too. But um, so I was, I had done the interview already. And the producers were really nice. And then I went to go do the live set. And it was at a show. There's definitely cameras around, like big cameras. There's also like giant signs that are like, this is a taping. Like everybody knows what's going on. But it's also at a normal comedy club. Like it's not in a studio or something like that. So I started doing a set and somebody literally called me a gay slur. They called me a dyke. Literally an audience member just went like, like literally, I'm not even kidding, like stood up and went like, you are a dyke. I had done three minutes, I think I was supposed to do five minutes, and I just went like, correct? (laughs) And then I was not sure what to do because I knew that they needed like material to be able to cut together, so this is what I came up with. Because normally I would just like destroy that person. I'm very gifted. But I was a taping it, and I didn't want to give them my time or energy. I wanted to look good on camera because it was like a promotion for my work that I do. So instead of talking to them at all, I just like spun in a circle and just started doing the same set. When I got off stage, the, the people from Carson Daly were like, don't worry, it's going to look amazing. Like, we're going to cut, we're going to, like, we're not going to put that in. Like, you can trust us. And it did. Like, I, you should, look, I've been at it twice. It was the first one. You should go watch it. I look like, I look like I'm crushing. Like, they're definitely cutting to, like, some other audience. Like, a different night. Because I'm on stage just like, and another thing! And the audience is like... <laughs> Anyway, thanks for that last call or whatever. One of a bunch of sweeties. But not thanks for that, that dude. Right? What a jerk! Okay. Shall we keep the show rolling? I think we shall.
right, friends, we have another first-timer to the show, so we know that when it's somebody's first time, we get very excited. Let's hear it right now for Mary Radzinski. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to go to bed soon. I just... Anybody else? Good Monday night, the beans. I'm violently hungover. (laughs) Like, based on the color of my urine, I'm dead. So, enjoy this performance from a ghost. (laughs) Boo. Oh, it's been quite a week. I I have to start by saying I, I, I live on the East Coast. I had a wonderful flight out here, and I feel like I need to bring that up because there have been some less than wonderful flights in the news lately. <sighs> the damn window seat, you know. <laughs> and I'm a leaner, you know, so we're all going to have to get through that. But uh, no, I had a wonderful <laughs> flight. Cross-country, open middle seat. Right there, score, right? <laughs> the sweetheart gentleman on the aisle right before takeoff, he offers me melatonin. So we can both peacefully snooze across the country together. I'm like, you can save those breath mints. I have Xanax. (laughs) God, we napped. We napped hard, you know. Xanax is wonderful for flights and making friends, you know. uh, No, it's the best. I, uh... I was in a long line, and this woman behind me just making conversation, being polite, was like, so do you have any kids? Like five, six years ago or so, I would have confidently answered, not yet. Now I'm just like, not anymore. (laughs) I don't like small talk, you know? (laughs) But I'm thinking of adopting a highway, so... (laughs) Pray for me. (laughs) Uh, I was at the hairdresser, and this lady announced that she was 37 weeks today. I immediately congratulated her on her sobriety. (laughs) She was like, I'm pregnant. (laughs) All the more reason. (laughs) It's not just about you anymore. What a bitch. <laughs> My best friend has had a baby, a beautiful baby boy, and uh, I got a chance to go visit. He's amazing. She was telling me this story. She said, during the delivery, final push, doctor reaches in, he pulls the baby out, and he sets him right on her chest. She said his head was right here. She said, Mary, you have no idea what that experience was like. I was like, maybe so. But I have fucked a really short guy. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Fuck it, no one cares. You know, you can tell how you feel about a person in in any relationship you have in your life based on how you feel about that person right after they sneeze. (laughs) 
Like my six-month-old godson sneezes like it's like a little butterfly whisper, you know. Closest I'll ever come to lactating. My boyfriend, he like shouts, sneezes. I'm like, God damn, what a man! My boyfriend's mother sneezed last week. First time, I was like, bless you. Second time, I was like, Jesus Christ. Third time, I was like, God, I hope this one takes her. Sometimes you're not feeling it, you know? Uh, I, uh, I am in a, a long-term relationship. Ooh, what a treat. I, uh, it's fun to be in a long-term relationship and not be engaged, because everyone wants to know when you're getting married, except my boyfriend. He just comes up, and it's a diagonal Care Bear stare, you know? Just X's over his eyes. He, uh, he's a smart guy. He... Uh, I wouldn't say smarter than I am. He just has to be right. He likes information. Last week, we had a three to four minute conversation about cryptocurrency. His choice, okay, yeah. (laughs) Three to four minutes all about Bitcoin, yeah. At the end of the conversation, we both realized at the same time that I thought he was talking about Coinstar. (laughs) It's not the same thing, turns out, but... uh, Keeps it fresh, you know? It's, oh, God. I knew that he was uh, smarter than I was shortly after we met because uh, it was his birthday. And I was like, what do you want to do for your birthday? Strip club? Ball pit? I'm in. He was like Smithsonian. I was like, fuck me. <laughs> so we live in Philly. We drive to D.C. Full day of air and space museum, followed by natural history. It's the first time I was drunk on a field trip. <laughs> Like, the hardest part for me was pacing my walking slow enough to act like I was reading shits. (laughs) I deserved an Oscar nod. (laughs) We're having a conversation one day, and I can't remember exactly what it was about, but at one point I was like, you know what, I'm not sure I could handle that level of uncomfort. He stops, he puts his hand on my back, he goes, you mean discomfort. (laughs) He's like, please don't ever touch me again. We were, uh, we were watching some show on the Trans-Siberian Railroad, which I clearly could give a fuck about. <laughs> I was happily eating my Thai food. He sits up, he goes, wait, they're going from Russia to China. I would totally go the other way, then he stops and locks eyes with me. I come to. <laughs> I'm like, I know. What a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> then I slink off the couch to go to the bathroom to Google Maps. He's like, where are you going? I was like, my stomach. It's discomfortable. (laughs) Couple weekends ago, I had a a Lifetime movie playing on in the background, and in the movie, the guy's wife dies. So I make some silly comment, like blah, 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 the poor widow. My boyfriend looks up from his phone, he goes, well, you mean widower. I was like, noted. <laughs> a couple minutes later, I'm trying to keep it light. You know, I'm like, can't wait till I'm a widower. <laughs> He's like, well, no, you'd be a widow. It's like, well, either way, I can't wait till you're dead. <laughs> Thanks a lot, you guys. I'm Mary Radzinski.
It's Pride Month. So, we're shouting out shows that Earwolf has that are queer-themed, including Homophilia, a queer comedy party where hosts Dave Holmes and Matt McGonkey grill LGBTQ celebrities on what they're loving and who they're loving. In-depth conversations, pop culture observations, you've got all of that. Folks like Jonathan Van Ness, Margaret Cho, and episodes are released every Friday, just in time for the weekend. Celebrate Pride Month with Earwolf and subscribe to Homophilia now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Mary Rizinski, let her hear it! She was wonderful, yeah? Mary opened for me in the little town of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, on Easter. Whoops. <laughs> Give it up for Mary one more time. And I just wanted to mention one thing because we were talking about uh, uh, fundraising and donating money at the top of the show. So if you're uh, a person who's like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, um, you can give money to uh, Races Texas because um, they're helping out a lot of people who need help right now, and that's R-A-I-C-E-S Texas. Um, I donated some money last week, um, so if you can, if you've got it, even you know, a, a dollar will help anybody get something done. So uh, if you're feeling helpless and that's something you can do, please do that. So give it up for that, yeah? Let's, let's do that if we can. There's the protest on the 30th, and then let's um, you know just keep practicing radical kindness unless someone's a piece of shit. You do not have to be civil to them, right? Let's do it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, we have two comics left on the show. Are you excited? That's what I thought. Our next comic is a friend of the show, and he has a great science podcast called Here We Are. Give it up for Shane Moss. All right, thank you, guys. I um, I. I I just started for the first time in my life. I decided to try exercising for the first time ever. Didn't know what to do, and I joined CrossFit. <laughs> that, that is not a baby step into exercising. I do not fit in there in any way. I am six four, a hundred seventy pounds of just gangly, uncoordinated, chronic depression. <laughs> I can't lift my esteem. <laughs> and CrossFit is just nothing but super athletes doing like handstand push-ups to warm up and it's the happiest people. It's so creepy. It, uh, <laughs> hey bro, we're gonna get a, a runner's high, we're gonna get an endorphin rush. Afterwards I'm like, I, yeah, I guess I, I sort of feel what you're talking about. Um, let me ask you, you've never done drugs before, have you? Because, let me tell you, if you like that runner's eye, I know a few things that could really knock your socks off. I have trouble, there's this one move, it's rather technical, there's, it's like kind of a roll into a partial squat to get out of bed. And uh, I have a one rep max uh, on a good day. I struggle because I, well, I have a bad foot from an injury. And then more seriously, and I don't want to get us too bogged down with jargon here, but there is uh, there's just like a small vacuum in my soul. 
And where a lot of people kind of store their meaning and purpose that keeps them driving forward through life, I have just kind of a void there that uh, sort of throws off my internal compass and leaves me wandering aimlessly through bewilderment and doubt. And that makes it super hard to do overhead squats, as it turns out. CrossFit coach says that I just need to work on my hip mobility. But I think that is treating the symptom, not the cause. <laughs> Here is how little I fit in uh, to my CrossFit. I went in one day, and at my, uh, at my CrossFit, you'll know if you're at mine, uh, my name is on the leaderboard for longest fetal position. Uh, they do like a fun little get to know ya. Ask you a fun little light little question. And uh, you say your name and the answer. So it, it's always something very light. It's always, <laughs> it's always like, so what's your favorite guilty pleasure food? Like a food that you simply can't resist. <laughs> and someone's like, well, twice a year I have a slice of pepperoni pizza. Ah! There's a devil in me. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on a Halloween diet. <laughs> and I went in on this day, and this is an absolute true story. So the CrossFit coach this day, she's this just delightful little automaton who <laughs> I imagine lives inside of a cupcake, is how I picture it. Just a magical, gluten-free, sugar-free cupcake. And she just wakes up every day. Morning! My favorite! I hope you're ready for me, life, because here I come. Uh, uh, uh. Picture on my watch for Instagram, 445. Beat you again, son. Hashtag commitment. Hashtag kale party. <laughs> And she comes in the CrossFit, just all bubbly, trying to get me motivated as I'm just trying to shield myself from her bliss. And, and here was the question that she asked. She goes, all right, everybody, what is one year of your life that you wish you could relive. <laughs> like, oh, damn, CrossFit is getting dark today. This is amazing. <laughs> you have any idea how excited I was? Just instantly, all oh, the images just flooding into my mind of broken bones and inescapable credit card debt and failed relationships. What am I going to you know, like, how, how do you choose between ODs and DUIs? Yeah, between jail and psych wards. Oh. <laughs> and man, once you start spelunking into the cave of regrets, who knows what cringy treasures you forgot all about? The <sighs> time you couldn't work up the courage to ask out your high school crush or sharding in gym class. Oh. It's always the ones that got away, isn't it? Oh. 
I'm just taking this nostalgic little walk through rumination lane. Just simpler times, you know? Back before the tax liens and genital warts. And I'm so, I'm gonna win today. I'm gonna win this question. Like, I am, I don't think we have time for the exercise portion of the class today. This is amazing. And and she goes, the one day I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fit in here. And she goes, here's the one year that I wish that I could take back last year. Because during the CrossFit games, I had to pee really bad. And I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I would have liked. Because I was going to say, off the top of my head, I don't know, maybe the year I realized that God doesn't exist and that no one knows what this existence is or how we got here or what to do with it. Let's see, what year was fifth grade again? <laughs> Anyhow, really got to work on the old hip mobility. I think it's the, the point. Wouldn't that be something? 20 years of self-medicating my way through this prison of existence. Turns out, just needed a foam roller. (laughs) Life. What are you going to do? Thank you, guys. We were just enjoying watching Shane. We forgot we were hosting the show. Wait, you should come back and do it with me. Final comic. Dude, just do it with this one. We'll take, we'll, I'll do the first name, you do the last name. No, that never works. It's a great idea. No, it's not. <laughs> Terrible idea. Uh, can't even get into the no, because you, you didn't, because I didn't say the first name yet. We can practice with a different. No. I hear your no. Um, friends. <laughs> this is Rhea. Have you met Rhea? <laughs> I think it's nice to be here. Let's just hold hands. Um, (laughs) Well, we've got a great final comic. I really like them. They're such a nice person and so funny. And oh, Rhea and I both like him. If Rhea was here, Rhea would say that <laughs> we love this comic. Please put your hands together for Casey Light. Give it up for him. Give it up for those two. What fun. You guys are great. Um, don't let this billowing t shirt fool, fool you. I am a full blown homosexual. It's just like wearing the costume of the patriarchy so they don't know I'm a threat until it's too late. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I am a threat. I'm a threat to the patriarchy because I'm a gay, HIV-positive man. Yeah, double trouble. Watch out. (laughs) Thank you. You guys are receptive for that. That's nice. Not every crowd is. You know, sometimes that information can really split a room. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know? 
And if it does make you uncomfortable, I just want you to remember that I just told you that I'm HIV positive, not that you're HIV positive. <laughs> so you can relax and have some fun. Not too much fun, though, because that's how you get it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, yeah. It's true, though. It is. It can really split a room. Sometimes people, I'll be doing a show, people are like, well, this was fun, but maybe it's time to, I don't know, wrap it up now. I'm like, wrap it up now? Come on. Should have wrapped it up then. None of us would be in this predicament, you know? But on the other hand, people will find out that I'm positive and they'll be like, oh, you do sound fun. Because let's be real about this one fact. You have to be at least a little bit fun to get HIV. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Just a little. You have to be. There has to be an opening is all I'm saying in this day and age. You know, you can't be a hemophilic nun anymore. You know, uh, you have to fucking have some fun with it, you know? There has to be like, you know, because no one who's like, uh, not up here. Hey, never down there. What kind of party is this? No. Uh, nothing here, nothing here, nothing here, nothing queer. They're not going to get it, right? But if you're a bit more like, anything goes. There's a chance. If you can do a little jig to a Cole Porter song in 2018. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah. But it's pride. You gotta talk about it. It's pride season, right? You gotta talk about it. You gotta stand up, be seen. Stand up, be seen. Did you guys have fun? Have you been having a fun pride month? Yeah. Fun's over in like a week, all right? So just... <laughs> Pride is fun. Pride, the actual event is super fun. You know, because you spend it honoring those who sacrificed and came before us in the best way that we know how, uh, wearing Speedos and getting drunk all day long, or piling as many people you can into a gender-neutral bathroom to do drugs, right? <laughs> Just as Harvey Milk intended. And here's what I will say. That's not much different from how I spend most of my weekends here in Los Angeles. And um, as a result of that, I was thinking, and I was like, you know what? Maybe pride is kind of lost on big city gays. You know, like maybe we don't really deserve it because we kind of get to live this life all of the time, you know? And I was thinking maybe what we should really be doing here in big cities is piling all of our biggest bears and all of our lesbians with placards and overalls into a bus and taking them to Indiana, some small town somewhere in Indiana, and be like, we're here to have consensual sex with your sons and daughters, <laughs> your age-appropriate sons and daughters, and sure, we might sprinkle a little Molly into their drinks if they want us to. <laughs> And we're going to come back every year, and if any of these kids have a single hair on their head touch, we're going to burn this place to the ground! <laughs> Just as Harvey Milk intended. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it would fly, but boy, would it be fun. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and there are just like, you know, I don't know, the world is kind of crazy right now. Let's just transition to gun violence. Um, because uh, that's how America goes. At any point, you can just transition into gun violence. Um, I know. And look, I've been thinking about this a lot. I have been because, you know, it's in our face all the time. And I think, you know, I think that the problem is from um, the fact that we raise our boys here in America to kill all their friends with guns. <laughs> Guys, no shame. Shame is what kills people. Uh, no shame. Were, when you grew up, were you, did you play with imaginary guns? Were you given guns? Yeah. 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 
cool. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, again, I, we, all, we all were. So you do. You play video games. Again, you know, like the soundtrack to our lives, sort of straight guys' lives these days, like uh, video game gun, gun, machine gunfire and like Tinder updates. You know, like that's like, that's, that's like, I live with these two straight guys and that's basically the soundtrack to our house. Uh, and you can tell the difference between a, a Tinder alert and a grinder alert because a grinder alert is like, boop, boop, right? And a Tinder alert is like, buy me dinner first. Um... <laughs> But we raise our boys to uh, kill everyone with guns. And we uh, raise our girls to do useful things, like, uh, I don't know, bake cakes and stuff, you know, like good things, you know? Because play is very gendered when we're growing up. It just is, you know? And when I was growing up, I wanted to fit in with my friends, but I also wanted to be useful with the girls. But because I wanted to fit in, my friends would be like, all right, Casey, do you want to bake cakes? Do you want to play guns? And like, uh, I think guns. And they're like, all right, his story checks out. And then we'd start playing, you know, and I'd be like, all right, let's play. All right, mm, zap. Uh, uh, zap, mm, zap. Stop, 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 stop. Did I win? Did I win? And they're like, it's not zap, Casey. Come on, that's nuts. It's bang. Everyone knows it's bang. I'd be like, all right, let's play this again. Super sorry. All right, bang. All right, um, bang, yeah. <laughs> uh, bang, yeah, bang, yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Did I win? You know, like that kind of thing. And they'd be like, we don't want to play guns with Casey anymore. He's a creep. He's a creep. <laughs> and I was thinking about it in these terms. And I was thinking, you know, either, there might be a solution to the gun violence problem that um, we haven't considered. And I think it says, I think we need every gay man in America to start buying up a bunch of guns. And not shooting them or anything weird like that, you know? Just using them to get real strange on Instagram, you know? <laughs> Just like real strange. <laughs> Just like getting them wet, you know, just boomeranging the shit out of like some weird, just like barrel of a gun nonsense thing, you know, just real weird, you know, just like take your shirt off with your shotgun, be like a thotty getting naughty with his shoddy over here. And we're gonna, if we're going to do it, we need the whole community to lean in, you know, so we'll get Andy Cohen to stir his drink on his show with a gun. Uh, we'll get Tim Gunn to be like, mega work, designers, mega work! <laughs> we'll get RuPaul to come out on stage wearing a dress made of bullets and be like, oh, it looks like someone shot all over my dress. <laughs> because that's the only way, the only thing that fucking these gun fanatics hate more than fucking not having a gun is being thought of as gay, you know? So if we can get guns associated with homosexuality, then all these dumb losers won't want to use them anymore. Right? They'll be like, I don't want to use no fag stick. Ew! Gross! I've never used no fag stick in my life. I'm a Christian. I kill deers with my bare hands like God intended. I guess I'll go back to school. I guess I'll go back to school and I'll learn how to read. And where I come from, if you can read, you become a senator. And when I get to Washington, I'm going to make sure that no one can use no, no fag sticks ever again. <laughs> and it's like, bing, bang, boom. Problem solved. <laughs> this was a very fun show. You guys are amazing. Thank you much. My name is Casey Lai. Casey Lai, let him hear it! Casey is very funny. Casey. Casey's very Yeah! Oh my God! Give it up for Cameron Esposito. Maria Butcher. High five! All right, friends. We will see you next week. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. 
from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.